Fantasy. I'm your host, Seth Berger. This is part of the Fantasy Holics Podcast Network. Tonight, we're going to be talking about linebackers. Yes, linebackers, the, the everybody loves a good linebacker situation. And why are we going to talk about them? Well, the big thing is, once they start coming off the board in your drafts, and I'm talking about your IDPs with everybody involved, they continue to come off at a very steady rate. So you don't have a big take this guy early and then see a trickle-down effect. No, once they start going, they start going and will continue to be that way throughout the rest of the draft. Part of it is because there is a lot of linebackers out there. Another part of it is most leagues play more linebackers or you're going to play a linebacker in your flex IDP position, so there's more of a need for them. For instance, you know, Micah Parsons is right now IDP number one linebacker coming off the board based on the ADP at 64 and a half. So that that tells you that, you know, it doesn't take too long. We're talking, you know, fifth round, sixth round in a, you know, in a 12-team, 10-team league that we're, we're seeing them come off the board. And then Roquan Smith is at 67. You know, it just continues down. The, uh, Micah, Roquan, Darius Leonard, Jordan Brooks, Fred Warner, Foyese, Alokin, uh, Devin White, Logan Wilson, Devondre Campbell, Devin Lloyd, Jeremiah Wusakormo and Bobby Wagner, those are the on Dynasty Startup with IDP. Those are the guys that are going off. Bobby Wagner going 12 is an absolute just terrible move by whoever is actually doing that, in my opinion. You know, but so why are we going to talk about the linebackers? Well, obviously, you need to know your stuff because as soon as they start coming off the board, they're going to stay coming off the board, and we need to make sure that we're getting the right kind of linebackers. And what is the right kind of linebacker, Seth? Well, that's a full-time linebacker. That's a guy that's playing enough snaps because everybody knows that snaps equals opportunities. Every time they snap the ball, your linebacker or defensive player in general has an opportunity to score points. Whereas on the offense, if you got a wide receiver and it's a running play, no chance of getting the score there, you know, and vice versa. Every single time a linebacker can make a play, same with every defensive player, obviously, but the key is having the opportunity. So we're going to sit here and we're going to talk about a full-time linebacker. We want somebody that is, no kidding, out there for the majority of the snaps and focusing on that. So obviously injuries can derail some of the information that we're trying to go off of from last year or going into this year. You know, but in week one of 2021, where assuming everybody was typically healthy, 67 linebackers played at least 30 snaps. So we'll call those guys kind of like starters. Just 14 of them, which is 21%, played in all 17 games. So make sure you have some depth. Because most NFL players are going to miss time with games, especially when it comes to linebackers. They are in the thick of it. They are in the middle of the defense, and they're cracking skulls, figuratively and sometimes literally. So, with that being said, we can still take a little bit of understanding with who we believe is going to get what we would call kind of a full-time workload. And that's going to be, you know, really... What you want as your big-time studs is is really over a 1,000 snaps on defense during the season. That might seem like a lot to ask, but that's going to give you the cream of the crop as far as opportunities goes. So we're just going to drop down through the, machine, through the teams 
and kind of give you, you know, a little bit of feeling of who we think is going to be pretty valuable in this situation. Um, starting with the Arizona Cardinals. Last year, drafted Zayvon Collins in the first round. If you kind of watched them the previous year, you knew maybe he wouldn't have the best year as a rookie. Uh, Isaiah Simmons was the first-round linebacker the year before and didn't get a lot of playing time. But Zayvon Collins, we expect to kind of walk into a full-time job this year with Jordan Hicks leaving to go to Minnesota. They need a new full-time guy. Hicks was great, big-time tackle guy. And even Isaiah Simmons might be a guy that you can you can give a little bit of an edge to, but I don't think Isaiah Simmons is going to be kind of in that full-time guy because he's going to line up at edge. And when we line up at edge, we're not talking about actually playing linebacker. So there's a chance that Collins is going to be the top IDP linebacker this season because of the volume of linebacker snaps, taking over for a guy like Jordan Hicks where we saw in this defense with this team that there's an opportunity for them to be successful. And then one other thing that I think is imperative to actually know and understand is are the linebackers in this defensive scheme actually getting on the field? So, for instance, the Cardinals, last year in every game played, in every snap played, they averaged 1.87 linebackers on the field. 1.92 on first downs, 1.79 on third downs. So they are one of the higher teams as far as that goes. Texans were number one at 1.94 linebackers per game. And the Packers were worst, followed by the Ravens. So it was 1.36 for the Packers, 1.46 for the Ravens. Uh, Then Titans, Dolphins, Broncos, Chargers were all at the bottom of the list, while the top of the list was Texans, Vikings, Cardinals, Patriots, Eagles. Um, So understanding that you're going to have the opportunity based on how the defensive coordinator wants to scheme the the league is imperative as well. I mean, you're going to just get a little bit of an edge up on your competition and and really understanding what teams maybe that second linebacker could be worth it for. Isaiah Simmons absolutely could be worth it on this team because they play two linebackers almost the entire season, you know, just under two. So you're going to have a lot more snaps than, say, the Packers' second linebacker or the Ravens' second linebacker, so on and so forth. So knowing that, I definitely say Zayvon Collins is going to have a a ton of snaps, barring injury. Isaiah Simmons is also going to be up there in snaps. Maybe not as high, but still, he is a guy that will also possibly get some of those snaps at edge, so you might get some of those boom plays. But Zayvon Collins is the guy I'd go after regarding Arizona. Looking at Atlanta, this one's a little messy. Deion Jones has been a monster there for years. But, man, he did not play well in 2021. Uh, Foye Olokin really took over the reins there, and now he's out of town. But there's also rumors that Deion Jones might not even make it out of training camp as a Falcon. And they don't have a lot behind them. You know, Mikael Walker was all right. Rashawn Evans was a kind of a bust first-rounder for the Titans that's came over. And, and at least they drafted Troy Anderson in the second round of this year's draft, and that's the guy that I – feel the most confident about, but I don't think he's going to get over that thousand snap count this year because I think they're going to ease him in early. Later in the year, you might see those high percentages, but he's not going to get the opportunity for the whole year, in my opinion. But he's the guy that I would possess 
coming out of that team. Now we look at the Baltimore Ravens, and shockingly for a team you know that had Ray Lewis, that had C.J. Mosley, they're probably not going to give any linebacker what we would consider a full-time role. In fact, no Ravens linebacker has played over 1,000 snaps since C.J. Mosley in 2017. Patrick Queen is the guy that you would assume, but I, you know how I feel about him. And he's played 1,684 in the two seasons. So he's averaging just over 800 snaps a season. That's not due to unavailability. They purposely take him off the field. So take that with what you will, but he's not getting the opportunity, and that's part of why he's not getting the tackles. But when you're a liability in coverage, that kind of tends to happen. Then you'll start looking at the Buffalo Bills. They got Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano. Those two, we should expect these guys to be full-time players. Both carry some uncertainty. Uh, you know, Milano's been a little injury-prone, and Edmonds has been underwhelming when it comes to big plays or blow-up games. He's very, very consistent, but he's not been that guy that you just think is going to take it over the top. And if we're talking about dynasty aspect, there's no real certainty that he'll be a bill, bill after the 2023 season when his contract's up. They also have a rookie in the wings, Terrell Barnard, worth maybe uh, if you have like a taxi squad or, or that type of thing, maybe grab him and see how the Tremaine Edmonds thing kind of pans out. Or if either of them get injured, you might have a guy. But out of that, you know, Edmonds and Milano are should be the full-time players there. Um, if we want to look back just to uh, take a gander at what, uh, what their, the Bills' percentage is, it's 1.68. So about middle of the pack, a little bit better than normal. Um, so you're going to have the opportunities there, but once again, you just got to be aware of it. The Carolina Panthers... They lean heavily on a single linebacker defense under, you know, under Matt Rule, and I'd expect that again. Why do they do that? Well, that's because they decide to basically move Jeremy Chin into the box a lot, and then they put Shaq Thompson, you know, in the middle of the defense. Now, Shaq got hurt a little bit last year, so his numbers aren't as spectacular. I'm not the biggest fan of him as overall ability. They kind of, you know, look back to when he was drafted when they had Keekley and they had Thomas Davis, who Thomas Davis was like 100 years old, and he was still outperforming Shaq Thompson. At this point, they just don't have a better player, so he's just there. But Jeremy Chen moves into the box and plays some, some quote-unquote linebacker for him from the safety spot. That's the guy to really have from this team. But if you're wanting to get the tackle guy on the Carolina Panthers, it's going to be Shaq Thompson. I just don't know how good of a season that's going to look like. Now you look at the Chicago Bears. They got a new head coach with Matt Eberflus. He's coming over from the Colts, who they had two pretty solid linebackers as far as fantasy goes. Um, I doubt he changes how much he really does that. But because um, you got Roquan Smith, hopefully, you know, he's wanting to be traded. So hopefully he's playing for the Bears for every Chicago Bear fan's sake. I mean, talk about just setting this entire team up for just absolute, utter destruction right now. It's just, I don't understand it. But nevertheless, you have Roquan Smith, and then you have Nicholas Morrow. Both of those could be full-time starters. 
I would not bet on Nicholas Morrow. I would go with Roquan Smith and only Roquan Smith until I see how this defense is going to be kind of schemed, per se. Now we look at the Cincinnati Bengals. Now this one's a little bit more shocking to me, but the last seven seasons, no Bengal linebackers, or one, only one Bengal linebacker has gone over 800 snaps. That was Nick Vigil in 2019. Nobody else has managed it since Vontez Perfect in 2013. Who was who was the best player there? You guys know. It's Logan Wilson. He was on track to do it last year until he got hurt. But that's what happens in the modern NFL. Wilson is the sole full-time potential for 2022 out of this team. But once again, he has to stay healthy. That's not always the easiest thing nowadays. Moving on to the Cleveland Browns. Browns linebacker hit 50 or more snaps just 16 times in the 2021 season. Obviously, that's about once per week you're having a linebacker go for 50 or more snaps. But the Browns like to have, you know, an extra third safety on the field. That's kind of their scheme. That's what they set up. So there's really only one full-time role available. And I don't know if you could bet on anybody but Jeremiah Wusakomora having that role. Second-round draft capital last year, started playing into the 90 percentile uh, on the defensive schemes late in the year. JOK is the guy that I would think would be the guy that's going to get over that 1,000 snaps, uh, hopefully, by the end of the year. Dallas Cowboys is... As as much as Micah Parsons going number one overall as far as linebackers go, he's also one of the probably biggest question marks when it comes to linebacker because he played a defensive end spot for like four games last year. I mean, it was injury forced, but still, he did it. And, I mean, he was an edge rusher probably around uh, 20 to 25% of his snaps last year. I mean... He was one of the least efficient linebackers in the NFL when it comes to tackling last year regarding that he only made a tackle on 7.7% of snaps. That's no secret from my previous podcast. I said if he wants to become an elite linebacker in fantasy, he's got to get the tackle numbers up. Why was he so amazing last year? Because he had 14 freaking sacks as a rookie. So, yeah, that's going to help. But being a full-time player, it's still a gamble to expect him to increase his tackles based on how they want to use him. And even then, I wouldn't choose a Leighton Vander Esch or any other linebacker on this team because the weekly top linebacker not named Micah Parsons last year only averaged around 47 snaps last season. Moving on to the Denver Broncos, I, I don't I don't think there's going to be a full time linebacker for this team. The only guy that uh, the guy that's early on might have a chance is Josie Joel. There's Alex Singleton who came over to this team, um, but as far as as far as a guy that's going to get over a thousand snaps on this Denver Broncos defense as a linebacker, I, I'm not seeing it. I really. Uh, I just think they're going to do a rotation. I don't think it's going to work out great. Going to the Detroit Lions, 
the guy that people want to talk about is Alex Anzalone. He played just about every snap for the Lions in the first 12 games last season before getting hurt and then just played 20 more snaps all season. It's because he's bad. He's not a good linebacker. In fact, he's probably the worst like featured linebacker on any team in the NFL. The Lions defense was one of the worst in the league last year, and Alex Anzalone was a massive part of that. There's probably not going to give him a full-time role again this year. I mean, why would you? It didn't didn't help. So Detroit Lions is a pass on me. Don't don't even bother with it. And then you have the Green Bay Packers where Devontae Campbell came and just absolutely torched the world of fantasy with his linebacker uh, season last year. And he was, you know, once again, I said they were the lowest team with 1.36 linebackers per game played. So there's only one guy that you can really get out of a team like this. And right now it's Devontae Campbell. They also gave him a massive contract. But then, in clear Packers fashion, they selected Quay Walker, middle linebacker, in the first round of the draft. Maybe they go to more two linebacker snaps, but I think it's more so they got Devondre Campbell probably this year, maybe next year, and Quay Walker takes over at that point in time. I would not be drafting Quay Walker in any redraft leagues. I'd be cautious on drafting Quay Walker in dynasty leagues unless you have depth where you're able to just sit him because he's not going to get to the point this season where you feel like you're going to get value out of him. And I would expect him to play maybe more around like 500 snaps this year rather than the 1,000-plus that Campbell's probably going to get. Now looking at the Houston Texans, sorry, the Houston Texans, they're, they got Lovey Smith, right? He played as a defensive coordinator last year, but did he get to really actually put in his defense? The, uh, you know, everybody thought that they'd put in the Tampa 2-3 linebacker system in 2021, like he had developed over in Chicagoland, but that didn't happen. So how's this going to work? I mean, none of the linebackers on this team last year played 800 or more defensive snaps. We might see that kind of still be a bit of a mess this year with Christian Kirksey coming with Gruger Hill and uh, then getting rookie Christian Harris. So there's also solid backups on this team with Jalen Reeves-Maven and Neville Hewitt. I think Kristen Kirksey's the best pick to maintain a solid spot. I think the only reason he didn't have his 1,000 last year is because he got hurt. Gruger Hill, I'm very nervous about him maintaining his starting role throughout the season with, one, some solid journeyman backups, and two, a pretty high draft capital Christian Harris on the bench. Now, when we look at the Indianapolis Colts, they had two linebackers last year over 1,000 snaps. But Gus Bradley's now taking over, not Eberflus, who's now in Chicago. So in my mind, the only guy that you can really hang your hat on is 
now Shaquille Leonard. Um, One, he's just an absolute force as a linebacker. But I am very concerned about some of the injuries that he's had, especially to his back. Um, That significantly scares me because you need to be able to be upright, be able to have your head on a swivel, be able to turn, adjust, to make tackles, to make plays, to be able to meet people at the point of attack. So not to say I'm not a little worried, but there's no other linebacker that I'd want in this in this scheme. Moving on to the Jaguars. I mean, they brought in Foyasea Loken, gave him a huge contract, and then in the first round drafted Devin Lloyd. You'd assume these two guys are gonna gonna get into that close to that, if not surpassing that eleven or uh, one thousand ta- uh, snaps. But in the third round, they also drafted Chad Muma, and so how are they going to figure this out? I I think that you go, you go with Lloyd, you go with Foyasea Loken. Because that's all you can count on at this point in time. First round capital is going to get on the field. Big big time money is going to get on the field. Even though third round capital is pretty strong, it's still not first round capital or a significant contract that Jaguars gave to the two starters. But keep an eye on Chad Muma as far as for injuries go and kind of feel out how that's going to work out. But as far as this point, it's it's a Devin Lloyd and Foyase Loken show. Then you start looking at the Chiefs. They like to substitute their linebackers. They like to adjust their defense based on skill set. And what does that result for fantasy? Crap linebackers. No Chiefs linebacker hit 750 snaps last year. So let alone, you know, not just last year, let alone since 2018. Nick Bolton was the best IDP player linebacker-wise that they had. And that was mostly because he had insane tackle efficiency that's probably not repeatable. you got to probably see a regression there. But that's all you got right now. I mean, you got Leo Chanel that was drafted. I'm not, I'm not starting him. I'm not feeling good about that in this season. But even with Nick Bolton, who was solid and serviceable last year, he averaged under 40 snaps a game. I don't see his usage going crazy up unless they're on the field more, but they still have a good offense with Patrick Mahomes. So it's just not a great team to have a linebacker at. And when we go and we sit there and we talk about how many linebackers they're playing, the Chiefs are playing 1.65. Yeah, that's top half the league, but they're, they're changing their linebackers based on their scheme and what they're wanting to do. So if they're in more pass coverage, yeah, they have linebackers, but they have pass coverage linebackers. They don't have the guys that are do-it-alls. That's not how they want to set up. That's not what they want to do. So moving on to the Las Vegas Raiders, you got new head coach Josh McDaniels coming over, and really you got to wonder if he's going to bring some of that Belichickian defense with him or not. I don't feel great about their linebackers, But there's one full-time gig that I can see that we're going to have. And it's probably going to be Denzel Perryman. He was extremely efficient in 2021, but hasn't shown that he's 
that guy really ever in his in his career really and there there's just not a lot of other great linebackers here that's my favorite that's the guy I would guess but I don't know if they're even going to have a IDP linebacker star on this defense it just uh it's not looking good. It's not looking good. I'd, I'd steer away from it if you can. Now you look at the Chargers, and the Chargers were one of the teams that was the lowest when it comes to having two linebackers on the field with a 1.48 uh, per, uh, linebackers per game. So what does that mean? Well, I don't know. You you thought that Kenneth Murray was an up-and-coming star here and he just absolutely was terrible last year I still put a lot of it on being an ankle injury that lingered the entire season but man he wasn't getting on the field they weren't putting him on the field and Kaiser White who they had left for a one year contract with the Eagles and I just I don't know who that's going to be on this team, I would stick with the uh, the outside linebacker slash DNs and, and Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa and maybe look inside a little bit to their DND tackles and and leave the linebacker conundrum to somebody else. Just don't bother with it. They've got a lot of good pieces on defense. Linebacker doesn't have to be one of them. Then you look at the Rams, who signed Bobby Wagner who apparently, at 30 years old, is still the 12th highest linebacker taken in Dynasty Leagues. This is another team that rotates a lot. It's one of those teams that... I, I, I was surprised Bobby Wagner went to, went to this team because it just doesn't, to me, feel like it's going to suit him. They have a they have a significant group of people that just seem to want to try to get Ernest Jones on the field last year. And now Ernest Jones was a third round pick in 21 and played around 440 defensive snaps um in 11 games. So that's about, you know, obviously right on 40 snaps per game average, which still isn't a thousand. Now he did have a good game in the Super Bowl, and that that might help. But Bobby Wagner signed to the team this offseason, and so Jones seeing full time snaps is just not gonna is not gonna happen with the current philosophy of how they how they do the single linebacker packages. I don't see Jones playing in front of Wagner, but I don't see Wagner having a great enough season or enough snaps. Once again, if he's taking over for Jones, who was averaging 40 snaps a game, that's not going to fly. You know how many snaps Bobby Wagner had last season with the Seahawks? 1,100. 1,100-plus snaps for Bobby Wagner in that defense. He's not getting anywhere close to that this year. One, the offense is too good to put him on the field that much. Two, He's not the coverage guy that he used to be, so he's not going to be out there on all downs, you know, in all setups. He's just not. 
I would stay away from Bobby Wagner. Is he going to have an okay season? Yeah, sure. But it's not the season that I'm wanting. And especially in a dynasty league, get somebody that you're going to get some more years out of that actually has some upside left, not a guy that's on the downturn of his career. Now you look at the Miami Dolphins, and they're another team that was at the bottom of the barrel as far as uh, linebackers per game with 1.47. The only guy that you want to have on this team is Jerome Baker. Now they're using him a little bit more uh, around, like not just in coverage, but also as an edge rusher at times. He is pretty flexible as a linebacker, but he's probably not the best fit for all the things they try to do. But you're not going to play Landon Roberts over him. You're not going to play rookie Channing Tindall over him. So if you're only putting one linebacker on the field, the only linebacker on this team that you can feel comfortable about starting is Jerome Baker. Once again, if you're talking Jalen Phillips, you're talking edge rusher or defensive line that you want to play him at. Same thing with Agba. Jerome Baker's the only linebacker that's going to get the tackles. And even then, we the uh, the they play a way too much of the, the two to three safety sets with the too high coverage and just and just pin the ears back. So Baker Baker or bust with the Dolphins. And even then you're probably not going to get that full time one thousand snap guy out of Miami. Now the Minnesota Vikings. They are a new coaching staff, so it's a little bit of a tougher situation because Mike Zimmer had old-fashioned, you know, just old-style belief in defense where he would deploy three linebacker sets Way more than anybody else in the league. To the tune that this team was second all season with 1.92 linebackers on the field per game. And so that helped Eric Kendricks get a ton of tackles. Now they did bring in Jordan Hicks from the Cardinals, and he can be a tackle hoss as well. But we just don't know how this defense is going to set up and and understand how it's going to go. So we we have one early-ish linebacker with Brian Asamoa, but it's Eric Kendricks. I would feel good about him getting over 1,000 snaps. And then Jordan Hicks, I'd feel good about using him in a pinch, but maybe not a starter, but a, a bench player or a flex IDP player just because you hope that that linebacking core is still set up. But once again, new coaching staff – reassess that in a couple weeks and see what you're seeing on the field and how they're how they're playing their players. Now the New England Patriots, once again, they linebacker by committee. You know, it's basically RBBC, it's LBBC here. They don't uh they don't give anybody a full time option. They rotate them where their skill sets are best and what they're gonna do for the defense. That being said, Jawan Bentley is the guy I like out of this team. But don't expect more than 800 snaps for him this year. And what does that mean, Seth? How what is how many is 800? Well, that's probably around the 30 to 40th best or most snaps by a linebacker in the league. So there's more people that have more opportunities than them. Now, New Orleans Saints. 
They've had an honestly really good defense for a lot of years. Now, Dennis Allen going from the defensive coordinator to the head coach. We expect that we're still going to see the one full-time linebacker, and that's probably still going to be Demario Davis. He's probably going to be there for another year, maybe two. So take that with what you will with your dynasty leagues. Pete Warner, I'm a big fan of. I think that he has the opportunity to really break out. He had really good efficiency tackle efficiency last year. But that being said, he only played 394 snaps. Now, with Quan Alexander no longer on the team, he has the opportunity to increase that. Alexander had 44 snaps per game last year, while Werner averaged 28. So if he can get into that 44, 50, even higher than that, he's got he's got an opportunity. But once again, Demario Davis is the guy. Pete Warner is the guy that wants to be the guy. Looking at the New York Giants, you got Blake Martinez who missed all of the all season last year, pretty much. Tay Davis came in for him, never really like said, hey, man, this is now my team. This is how we play linebacker. He was good for fantasy because he was there and he was just on the field. But he didn't wow anybody with his you know capability or his athleticism or anything like that. That being said, Blake Martinez had most of his great years with the, with the Packers. Since he's came over to the Giants, he's been okay. And when we start looking at snaps available to maybe that second linebacker, so if Tay Davis is going to have another good year, the last time the second linebacker on the Giants was over 800 snaps was in 2011. And over the last few seasons, they've been averaging around 500 snaps. Now, that being said, we have a new defensive coordinator. But that defensive coordinator comes from the Ravens, where they have been a single linebacker team as well. So I would not feel great about anybody outside of Martinez going into this season. Now, when you talk about the Jets, they had one of the worst defenses in the league. Not a very good offense either, so they were on the field a lot. C.J. Mosley was an animal last year. He also played 1,100 snaps. So anybody that's playing that many snaps could put up a good IDP season. He didn't have a good season if you look at the you know efficiency ranking and everything like that. And he's played a lot of snaps in his career. Missed the last two years due to injury and the COVID. And with Robert Saleh possibly battling his reputation of a defensive-minded head coach and possibly for his job, he might have to go ahead and go with somebody else. Now, who would that be? Quincy Williams had a pretty good IDP season, but once again, didn't really wow you as an overall player. Marcel Harris is another guy that's on the team, but not too impressed with him. It's just kind of a guy, you know. Now you got Jameen... Sherwood and Hassam Nazaruddin, who are completely unproven guys from last year's draft. So it's an issue. Mosley's a guy that I'd take because, to me, there's nobody else there that you can even get. 
if there was somebody they felt comfortable with, they probably would have let Mosley go because his cap number is insane. But they decided to hold on to him. So if that's the case, put him in your lineup until he's not in theirs. That's all I have to say about that. Put him in your lineup till he's not in theirs. Now we talk about the Eagles. One of the teams that's been a little bit more maybe hot and bothered on their linebackers because you get a, you get a, a lot of points out of the Eagles linebackers. Doesn't mean it's not an absolute crapshoot or total mess, but they, they put out a lot of points. They've got T.J. Edwards in place uh, of Kaiser White. I think White has a, a solid chance. They didn't pay him a lot, but he he's very capable. But then you draft into Kobe Dean in the third round. So everybody says, all hail, Nicobe Dean. You are now the king of the linebackers for the Eagles. We'll see if he's a full-time linebacker this year. I'm not saying he's not going to go over 1,000 snaps this year, in my opinion. I could see a couple guys in this team going. But I don't think that Nicobe's going to – I don't think he's going to start out the gate hot. And that's going to cause him not to get 1,000 snaps. Not to say he's not going to be playing 80, 90, 95% of snaps down the end of the stretch. But early on, I think he's going to get eased into the team. And Kaiser White's the guy that I'd have. Now, if it was me, I'd, I'd have Kaiser White on my team. Weeks one through four, let him put up some great numbers. Trade him. Hopefully, you have N'Kobe Dean or have a way to get him because he has been underperforming to a team that's like, wow, I, I thought I'd had a stud here. Most people aren't going to give up on a rookie after four games, but maybe sweeten the deal a little bit and get get him on your team for the stretch run. But yeah, this is a team that could have one to two players over 1,000. This is also a team that could have none of them over 1,000 or even over 800. They could 100% go to a just a rotational linebacker by committee situation. Now we look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are probably just a hard pass at linebacker. They brought in Miles Jack, who is a very athletic linebacker that's always seemed to underperform in his entire career. He's had a lot of manine, just kind of bleh. And I came in super hyped, kind of fell in the draft because of some knee thoughts, but he's he's had a respectable NFL career. But coming from the Jags over to the Steelers, I'm not excited about him. Devin Bush seems like he's a shell of himself before the injury. I, I This is the Devin Bush is going to make or break year, but I don't think any of them are going to be what we would call a full-time role. And they're probably going to play somewhere between 40 to 50 snaps a game. Now, the 49ers, San Francisco 49ers, the guy that I want to talk about isn't Fred Warner. I think Fred Warner is a full-time player. Let's just get that out of the way. He's going to be there for 1,000 snaps. Barring injury, he's going to be the guy. But I want to talk about the Dre Greenwall-Aziz-Ashari debate. Greenlaw was injured really early in the, in the year and never, never probably really got back to his full self. Aziz stepped in, played well as far as putting up fantasy points, but 
he was he was not the the defensive player that you'd feel comfortable with as an actual defense having him on the field. That's why I think the Greenlaw is going to be the guy that you want. Greenlaw is going to be the guy that's going to be fantasy relevant this year, and he's also going to be the guy that's going to be fantasy relevant going forward. Al Shair could be a guy that goes somewhere really and and blossoms after this year. But I just think that it's going to be Greenlaw and Warner, and those two guys are going to go over 1,000 snaps, and you're going to have some flexibility with Aziz, but it's not going to be him and in, in barring any injury. But this is a team that I 100% think that they're going to have 2,000-plus snap guys, and that's going to be Greenlaw and Warner. Now, the, uh, <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks have led the NFL in defensive snaps the last two seasons. I would say that there's no way possible that it can happen again because it's so rare. But I don't know who's going to make the football move on the offensive side to keep them off the field. They, I, this is Jordan Brooks is going to be on the field the entire season. Is he going to get the 1,100 snaps that he got last year? No. No, I, I really don't think that they will. I don't, I think they're going to, as much as I say that I don't know how they're going to do it, I think they'll do it. They'll be better. There was three players with 1,100 snaps last year. Foyer Loken, Jordan Brooks, and Bobby Wagner. Two of those guys were top three linebackers last year. The other one is Bobby Wagner. You can't get it done with 1,100 snaps, Bobby. You ain't going to get it done with 800. Man, I'm like really being cold-blooded on Bobby Wagner. I'm sorry. I love Bobby Wagner. I just think that his career as a fantasy-relevant linebacker is all but gone. So I'll be nicer. I'll be nicer. I'm sorry, Bobby. Good luck winning a Super Bowl on your, uh, your division rivals team because you just couldn't do it with yourself. But once again, volume is so important when it comes to IDP scoring, especially when it comes to linebackers. So if if Brooks is going to continue to play this many snaps, then Jordan Brooks won't stay healthy. Once again, 21% of week one starting linebackers played every game last season. That's a big freaking deal. 79% of your linebacking core will not play the entire season. Now here's the thing. They're not going to turn the world over and be one of the best defenses this year. It's just not going to happen that fast. And if they are going to be all over the field and Bobby Wagner's gone, then take a flyer on Cody Barton. He's getting he's getting the starting role. They're they're putting him in it. And he's a he's a little bit of a popular name when it comes to IDP, but there's a lot of leagues that aren't really even paying attention to this guy yet. You know, I would say that people would still not think of him, you know, at this point he's a breakout candidate per se, but 
I think there's a lot of leagues out there that still might see this guy as a sleeper. If they aren't really paying attention, everybody's focused on the Jordan Brooks. Go grab yourself a Cody Barton. Now we look at Tampa Bay, and Devin White's the name that you want to talk about. But it's a, he's a great example of why when you have blitz-heavy linebackers, they can be risky as far as fantasy points go. He had nine sacks in 2020, and he was being drafted as a top-end linebacker in 2021. Wasn't terrible. But he didn't, didn't ward his draft capital. Just a reminder to don't pay the price for last season's stats. Make sure that you're paying for expectations that are realistic and not what they did in the past. Levante David's still there, and he's a guy that's undervalued, mostly just because of his age. But I, I feel good about him this year going forward. I don't know, but Devin White's the guy that you want. Devin White's still a good player, but because of how they use Devin White is uncomfortable at times for your team. Levante David is still going to be the guy that's probably going to be on the field Maybe just slightly less than Devin White. And he's a nice player to have on your team, especially as late as he's typically going in drafts. Now we get to the Tennessee Titans, and this team is essentially just completely overhauled their linebackers. Last year was terrible as far as opportunities go. The leader of this unit with 634 snap opportunities was David Long. Rashawn Evans, big name. Jay and Brown, big name. Neither of them got to 500 snaps. Both those guys are now off the team. Now Long has some fans or, you know, that's, but I'm, I'm not, I don't feel good about him. Honestly, Zach Cunningham, who came on in the, middle of the last five games of the season, he only played 39 snaps per game. To me, I feel like that's more so of being, you know, not as well-versed in the playbook than anything else. Then you have Monty Rice, who, as a rookie, played 180 snaps. I don't think that, I mean, he could step up, but I, I don't think that I'd feel good about him. This is, a, this is a camp situation to watch. As much as people think that David Long is probably the safest bet on the team, my gut instinct tells me that Zach Cunningham is going to be the linebacker to own on the Titans. I think they're going to be on the field more this year because I don't think that their offense is going to be anywhere near as good as it used to be. And then now that takes us to the Washington Commanders. Cole Holcomb, you mulleted, beautiful man. Stay healthy and expect him to get a 1,000 snaps. Well, what about Jameen Davis? First-round draft pick, 580 snaps last year. A lot of it was because they came out and said he really didn't know the playbook. Ron Riviera, as I said earlier in the podcast, did kind of the same thing to Shaq Thompson. Thomas Davis was outplaying him. Shaq Thompson sat on the bench. Jameen Davis getting outplayed by Cole Holcomb and some other guys. Jameen Davis will sit on the bench. Riviera is a 
best player is going to play kind of guy, not draft capital, not anything else. I still think that Davis will have a good year, but I'm expecting maybe around the 750 to 850 snap range where Cole Holcomb is the guy that you really can trust and believe in with this guy. So we ran a little bit longer, but I wanted to go kind of all through each team, give a little bit of a rundown when it comes to linebackers. But once again, I mean, we're getting close to draft time. We're getting fewer and fewer days before you're going to have to make these decisions. So I want to make sure that I'm giving you as much information as possible. On top of that, one of my biggest league drafts is this weekend. I'm hoping that uh, we'll be able to share a little bit of how that went next week and kind of talk through thought processes and, and kind of strategy between different owners and uh, different team setups and how we're going there. But hey, don't just listen to me. We've got two other great podcasts, as as we talk about every week. The Fat Boys Dynasty podcast, uh, they're they're really getting into the rankings now. They're they're diving in, and I'm really getting excited about, uh, about that. I know a lot of people do Dynasty drafts early, but if you're looking to start a Dynasty league and it's going to be a startup, man, there's no better time than August right now to just get your friends together and expect to waste a whole lot of time to do it. Personally, you can do the long drawn out, you know, 12 hour clock, or you guys can, you know, get a couple handles and about six cases of beer and just figure this out. And some of the picks get real interesting that way. Still fun. Still fun. Uh, But then we also have the flex for our redraft leagues. It's coming out uh, typically Wednesdays. And that is a, that's another great, uh, Great podcast to get you ready for all that. But if you have any questions, you have any stardom, sit'em, draft questions, keeper questions, anything like that, hit us up on Facebook. Shoot, shoot us a message. We'll be here. We'll be here during the season for start sit questions on Sunday. So make sure that you're uh, you're following us on Facebook at Fantasy Holics, uh, and just enjoy the preseason football as best you can because it's still preseason football, but it is football. So this is Seth signing off, reminding you that defense wins fantasies. We'll see you next week. This podcast has been presented by the Fantasyholics Podcast Network.